sit for a little while and give some blessings to all the different types of moms in the world. I shouldn't say all. We can't get to all. You are each individuals and you are each worthy of a blessing. Welcome to Hi Mom, Let's Talk. This is our mom and daughter podcast. I'm Ingrid. I'm the daughter. I live in New York. And I'm Vicky, the mom. I live in Los Angeles. We're figuring out life from opposite coasts. Doing our best to cultivate a raw and transparent relationship that is also generous and safe. So mom, let's talk. Hi, mom. Happy early Mother's Day. Yeah, it's a good early Mother's Day. This is our Mother's Day episode. A few caveats. I'm losing my voice, so that's fun. And uh, I'm recording in a different place. I live in Virginia now for the next five-ish months, but we're still podcasting and I'm excited about our episode about mothers today. Me too. I think, I guess all of our episodes are about mothers, but this is specific. (laughs) We have a little different angle on this one. Yeah, we do. We do. In past Mother's Days, we have like delved into our own personal stories about past Mother's Days, um, which I'm sure we'll do more in the future. But this time, I just thought it would be nice to sort of sit for a little while and give some blessings to all the different types of moms in the world. Mm Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say all. We can't get to all. You are each individuals and you are each worthy of a blessing. But we're going to use book characters or movie or TV characters that we have seen through our lives just to remind us of different types of moms to call something beautiful out in you and say you deserve to be blessed every single day. And um, we're going to take at least this episode to appreciate what you do and how you work specifically in the world. Yeah. That sounds fun. Yeah, that sounds good. I'm excited about the um, characters that you brought to the table because they weren't ones that I thought of. And so that's super exciting. (laughs) We have slightly different media intakes, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) So some of these first ones are come from my childhood. They're like the most beloved characters throughout the literature that I love most. And so the first blessing that I want to give is to moms of multiple children, which is so many moms. It's uh, I don't know what it's like. But it seems like it would be a very specific challenge to just have so many little humans to juggle. And um, that made me think of Marmee from Little Women. Mm. Marmee is such a beautiful character. She is sort of a high standard to live up to. She's a literary character. And so she is painted through the lens of her daughters who love her and revere her almost. Mm. And of course, none of these characters are going to be perfect and none none of us are perfect so i just want to bless every mom listening that is juggling multiple kids at a time because you make me you make me think of marmy you look at each of your children and you know that they're so different Mm. and you know that you are one person and you just work each day to see how do i connect with each one of you today and sometimes it works and sometimes they storm out of the room (laughs) and sometimes one kid throws the other kids manuscript in the fire and you still love them all <laughs> and you still find a way to to hug them each night and to find and to give them a, a bit of wisdom to think about. I am sure that Marmy felt like often her wisdom went unnoticed or unheeded, especially in someone like Joe. Mm. But it didn't because, you know, Joe is the connection with Louisa May Alcott, the writer herself, and she's the one that wrote it all down. Mm-hmm. And it did stick with her the rest of her life. So I bless you with the everyday 
courage and creativity to connect with each of your kid children individually. Hmm, that's beautiful. In a similar regard, we wanted to raise up the literary character Ma Ingalls. Uh, they are probably equal on the field of books that we read. Ma, the Laura Ingalls Wilder series is a series and Little Women is, there's just one or two or th- books and most people don't read the second book. But Ma Ingalls is special. We get to see her journey from the comfortable big woods where it seems like they have plenty to following with her adventuring husband who wants to go out to the new prairie and uh, that becomes hard and she has to overcome her stereotypes of people of different cultures and her fears, typically really, really her fears. And we don't actually see if she does so much, but she is resilient and she's resourceful. And when you were little, we looked at the picture books and one of them was uh, The Big Woods, Little House in the Big Woods. And I actually used that as a guide (laughs) for doing chores, just uh, thinking about washing on Monday, ironing on Tuesday, mending on Wednesday, cleaning on Thursday, yeah, all of that on bake bake on Friday. So Mm -hmm. for the moms that have multiple children, little children, and who have tasks to do every day, Again, your children notice and want to bless you with, even though your job may seem thankless, I want to thank you for all you do, for the impressions that you make on your children, for I speak a lot about developing habits and routines Mm. to parents and students growing in their executive function skills. So I want to bless moms with the being the really some of the biggest factors in helping their children grow their executive function, planning skills, learning how to get things done, showing their kids how to get things done, and really being the model, the role model and the model that kids look up to and go, okay, This is how mom did it. So I want to bless you with that. And and Ma Ingalls, when her daughters were older, she did display when she didn't like something. Not very negatively. She was generally speaking very positive, which is a great model. Um, She was thankful from what what we read about. But she did purse her lips one time when she was making a dress. And Laura made the observation that she discovered her mom didn't like sewing. (laughs) And we can, (laughs) I want to bless you moms with revealing who you are and how you feel about things, especially as your kids grow older, be um, verbal about it, Uh, express yourself, express how you're feeling, because it helps your kids know that it's okay to have different feelings and you share them and you move on. That's so great. The next type of mom I want to bless is the stepmom, the stepmoms that, that step into a family that has already had some history and you fall in love with these kids and this family as well. I just finished binging The Nanny, <laughs> the 1990s sitcom. And I'm sure that there are other wonderful stepmom characters in the world, but this is the one that's most most recently in my life. And Fran Fine comes from an entirely different background than the Sheffields. 
She, of course, comes in as the nanny first, but way before she, like, actually marries Maxwell, she falls in love with these kids. And she she has such a specific role in melding two cultures, in um, being proud of where she comes from, and just confident in the ways that she can bring a new sense of interest, uh, a, a new perspective into these children's lives. And it it doesn't seem to daunt her that there are a lot of potential barriers. She just comes in with her whole heart and says, I care about you and I, I want to share myself with you. And that is enough for the, for kids especially to, to trust her mm. because she is herself. Mm. So I just want to bless all of the stepmoms out there who have been so brave to open their hearts and their personalities up to a family that didn't know her at first. These kids are 100% better because of Fran Fine. And I know that the kids in your life are also are, are better for having a woman like you who cares about them and is intentionally and consistently in their life around. It, it, makes, a, it makes a big difference. And so... I bless you for your courage in that. And I want to pick up on the multicultural and mention an, a book that's over 100 years old. Well, it was written in the 50s, the 1950s. But it's set, it's set over ago. 100 years ago in the yes. 19-teens. And it's called All of a Kind Family by, Highly by Sidney Taylor. And the reason, should I tell them, the reason it's called All of a Kind Family? <laughs> the reason it's called All of a Kind Family, which changes in the first book, is the family had four or five girls, and they were all all girls. So all of a kind until the all end girls. of the story, and then they had a boy. So this is a Jewish family in. Uh, I'm not sure it's in Brooklyn or it might just be in Manhattan, but it's in New York City. Back in the day when I didn't understand how the boroughs worked so well, I didn't pay as much attention to that. <laughs> true, true. If we read it now, I'd have a lot more context. I could say, oh, I know where that is. But this mom, I have to thank for also giving me another idea about how to convey chores to my kids. So Ma Ingalls and the mom in all of a kind family and there's a it's a little series of book it's probably like fourth grade third fourth grade reader level and yeah she plays the dusting game where she oh, the kids yeah. needed to dust the parlor every day and they took turns and she would hide a penny or a dime somewhere where they needed to dust to make sure that they dusted thoroughly and if they didn't dust thoroughly they wouldn't find it but if they dusted thoroughly, they would find the treasure. And I thought that that made dusting into kind of a game and incentivized it. I also really appreciated the depiction of how they celebrated the different holidays. They're a Jewish family, and Ma had a big role in doing that in the home and making it a celebration. And we've talked about that in our faith episodes, how moms and dads have such an important role to play in celebrating God and showing our children the awe and wonder and grandeur of God. And this mom I feel did that. So I bless all the moms with multiple children and the moms that find creative ways who gamify chores. I bless yeah. you with the uh, bright ideas to make 
chores into games to get things done in your house and to help convey the awe and grandeur of God in your traditional annual holiday celebrations, making them more than traditions, but really precious and meaningful to your kids. I bless you with that, moms. That's so good. I'm going to stick with my, my TV character love for a moment and bless all the working moms out there. Working moms is, I hope someday, an antiquated term because all moms work mm-hmm. hard. But some of you go out to jobs every day in the male-dominated workforce and then come home and pull the rest of your children's and your husband's lives together, which makes me think of Rainbow Johnson, mm-hmm. of Blackish. The current sitcom. Can you tell it's my favorite kind of TV? Mm-hmm. Rainbow Johnson, played by the impeccable Tracy Ellis Ross, is just a firecracker. She is a doctor. She goes in every day uh, to work and truly saves lives. And uh, in the midst of, again, like a male-dominated field, and she talks about that sometimes in the TV show, some, some tricky things she comes up against, the way that she, as we all as females, have to like engage with the world to continue to prove our worth when we shouldn't have to again. And then she comes home to a really loving but very chaotic husband and three at first and then four children who are lots of different ages, elementary school all the way through high school. And she has such humor in what she does. She is loud and she speaks her mind and she is organized in a way that isn't rigid, which I know you've talked, Mom, a lot about how important that is to being a mom. Like Whether you like it or not, that's probably how you're going to end up. So I just want to bless all you working moms for taking everything in stride, for how intentional you are to plan out your kids' schedules and your work schedule and who is transporting whom and how are they getting lunch every day, and then finding the grace to throw it out the window halfway through the day when something goes differently. And I also want to bless you for asking for help when you do. Rainbow has her share of meltdowns. She has her share of calling her mother-in-law and calling her husband Dre and then hitting her head against the wall because she called Dre and Dre didn't help (laughs) and everything in between. And I know that you do that every day, too. And so I, I just bless you for your buoyancy and your ability to take things in stride. And I just want you to know it's okay to blow up and smoke for a minute and then come back down. You are doing so much. And um, you, you're our heroes. You really are. Mm, that's beautiful. I want to take us back to children's literature. I live in the world of young children. So I pulled off a few Beverly Cleary books off the shelf. She died recently. And she wrote great, funny books in, I think, the 80s and 70s and 90s. But I I always felt like they took place more (laughs) in the 50s. I'm not exactly sure when they took place. But they're very funny. I guess she wrote this in 81. So they're very funny books about elementary school kids. And, you know, there's Ramona and Beezus, so two sisters, and there's Henry and his dog, Ribsy. But the moms are in the story. And I like the the story is told through the eyes of their children. And yet again, like so many of these books that we're referring to, the children 
have a pretty good relationship with their mom. They they look up to their mom. They are willing to ask their mom questions. You know, sometimes they hide things from their mom. They don't want their mom to discover things. They try to get away with things, as all real children do. And yep. what I liked and I would how I would like to bless moms, moms of, of elementary school children with your, again, flexibility and ability to bend and give your child space to explore and fall down and get up and make mistakes, maybe cut their hair short with the scissors that you didn't anticipate them doing, or making a recipe in the kitchen that turns into a disaster. And uh, the moms in these stories, I appreciate because they they don't sweep, swoop in and fix everything. They are mm. very growth mindset oriented before growth mindset was a thing. They s- tend to say, how are you going to fix that? What's your plan? What are you going to do? And I like that. The, so the original, <laughs> the OG growth mindset moms in uh, Romamona Quimby, age eight, and uh, in Henry and Ribsy. And so I bless moms for being some of the first catalysts to the growth mindset. I love that. Growth mindset is so true. Sometimes, I guess a little like Fran Fine, people find themselves mothers in less than like super traditional spaces like Marilla Cuthbert Mm. from Anne of Green Gables, Mm -hmm. another one of our very favorite stories growing up. Marilla Cuthbert and her brother, Matthew, decide that they need help on the farm and they try to adopt a boy. And it becomes instead Anne, who is such a precocious child, and Marilla decides to take her on and raise her. And so Marilla is essentially, well, I don't know, she's sort of a single mom, but Matthew is there as the dad figure, but it's unconventional. And Anne is a really sweet, loving, but has a really troubled past child. She's an adopted child, and she has had a lot of trauma in her past, and that is also a part of her story. And so I want to take a moment to bless all of the moms who have adopted kids. You have given this child a really different chance at life, and we know that they are challenging you also. Mm -hmm. We know that you love them with your entire being and that you often want to pull your hair out mm. in re- for reasons that other moms don't have to deal with. Anne has a lot of PTSD. She has crazy outbursts. She has a lot to work through that she doesn't even know maybe even what it was because of the way that trauma works in kids and how, how long it takes for us, even as adults, to vocalize and work through our past. Marilla is heavy-handed. She finds ways to, like, really keep discipline in Anne's life. And Anne hates it for a long time until she grows up enough to to really respect Marilla and to um, understand why it was necessary. So I just want to bless you for all the really challenging moments with your with your child, especially if your child is adopted. You are not alone in this. You have a community around you, as does Marilla. Marilla has Matthew and Mrs. Lind and Diana's family. None of those are perfect people and none of your friends are perfect people, but they're there to help you. And um, I I really have faith that your child's going to grow up and, and respect you and love you so much, even when they don't have the ability to recognize that that is going to happen right now. Um, so 
I, I just bless you for loving this child so deeply and so well. Mm, that's so valuable. Adopted moms and foster moms. Marilla started out as a foster mom. She, you know, she was that's just true. taking this girl she was in, trying, trying it out, <laughs> trying it out. Foster adopt parents. You don't know what you're getting, but the package is also always more um, wiggly than you expect. <laughs> <laughs> so I bless you with that too. I join you in that blessing. I know that I mentioned we already talked about. Marmy, but because we're on the train of unconventional mom- mothers, I just I just remember that Marmy is also effectively a single mom mm. in her story. I don't have another example of a single mom at this specific moment. Oh, yeah, we, we do. Lorelai Gilmore. Lorelai Gilmore, <laughs> of course. Okay, well, both of them. I don't mean to go twice in a row. We can tag team, I guess. Marmy has a husband, but he's off in the war, and so she is juggling all four of these wild children on her own. And Lorelai Gilmore is a young, young mom who has chosen to raise her child, just just the two of them, and she creates quite a quite a wonderful chosen family in Luke and Suki and this community around her. She knows not to do it alone, but she also knows that she needs boundaries with her parents and some of those people in her life. She's not perfect, but she is honest. Mm. And that makes a big difference to Rory. I think that's why that they she's able to have such a interesting and long-lasting relationship with her daughter. She's doing a lot, but she she does it honestly and so when it's hard it's hard and when it's fun it's fun and Rory gets to see all of that firsthand from her her mom. So that's my blessing for single moms. Yeah. She also demonstrates a growth mindset, a willingness to circle back, ask forgiveness. Her daughter sometimes is the one that calls her on her behavior with her parents and says, hey, hey, mom, I I think you need to go talk to them. I think you need to reconcile. And um, Lorelai does, usually by the end of the (laughs) episode. The end of the episode. <laughs> the little 22 minutes of life, of, of scripted life that we get to see of people working it out together. And um, that's valuable. I think that's why the show was uh, popular and, and, and did well, because that people see a glimmer of hope, glimmer of themselves, a glimmer of, I, I try that or I could do that. So yeah. I want to bless moms with that. That's so good. Yeah. I have uh, some scientist moms in mind uh, from A Wrinkle in Time, the mom in A Wrinkle in Time, definitely. Yeah, she, and her. she is in the beginning of that book. <laughs> <laughs> She's not in a lot of it, but she in, and her husband are scientists. So with the whole willingness to let go, willingness to let your children explore and willingness to trust their growth process while you do your your work, what you feel called to, what you're passionate about in science. I thought also of the movie Hidden Figures and the three women oh, in yeah. that. They're all wives and, and moms, and one of them gets married again partway through the movie, and I think in, in the real-life story that happened as well. But But they were amazing examples to their children, and... In, in a really difficult era in the 60s for um, African-American people. And I love the way the one mom went back and got her engineering degree and she fought to get it. As a person who is getting a master's degree now, <laughs> when yeah. my kids are grown up, I bless all moms 
for the courage to step out and do new things and start a new career and take a step forward in something that is a little scary and you haven't haven't done in a long time. You might have helped your children along the education route, but you're doing something new. So I bless moms with the bravery and the courage to step out and do something, especially along the sciences and be that kind of a model for their kids that you can continue growing and changing and you're always giving back to the world and you're mothering and this is a little something for you and something for your kids to follow and watch. That's so good. Mom's going back to school. (laughs) So true. I had Paddington Bear. (laughs) Another children's book is the Paddington Bear story. And the mom in that story, she kind of goes along with the fairy tale of it. I mean, clearly it's a a fairy tale fantasy book, Mm -hmm. but uh, she has a good attitude about it. And she treats Paddington just like you. She treats Paddington like a a member of the family, like a cousin, a long lost cousin that's come to visit. <laughs> and it's a cute story and, and endearing. And I think the mom plays a part in that. So moms, you always play a part in the story of your children's life and the lives of people who come into your home. You know, I actually do think that's a really good one, because whether or not Paddington is a real bear, every child that I know does bring to their parents outlandish stories about their stuffed animals as if they're 100% real. <laughs> so I think that's good. I I would totally agree in blessing moms for just saying yes, yes and in the improv and the creativity of their kids' lives. Yeah. That it is a huge gift that you are believing them even in their imagination because mm-hmm. you're encouraging their imagination and you are reinforcing very at a very young age that they are worth believing. Mm -hmm. And there is nothing more important than that when you walk through life, Mm -hmm. especially I know as a female. So I yeah, I totally agree. Let's buzz Paddington's mom. (laughs) Yeah. Stepping into the imagination, stepping into the story. That's an important thing to do. Well, this is so good. Mom, I bless you as well. Thank you. For your willingness to go on this podcast journey with me. Yeah, this is um, an adventure. And to take it to places that we never expected. It's a huge blessing to me. And I know that it is like always a different journey each week when we talk about something really deep, when I bring something possibly offensive to the table, when I call you out. We've been doing this for a couple of years now in different places in the world as far as where we're living and our emotional state. And so I bless you for your your willingness to continue in our relationship. Thank you. I received that. I feel blessed. I am blessed to have you as a daughter and my other two daughters. I am blessed to be their moms as well. And I'm grateful. Can't imagine anything else. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you. Happy Mother's Day, moms. Happy Mother's Day. That's right. All right. We'll talk next week. Thank you for listening to Hi Mom, Let's Talk. If you liked hanging out with us, please rate and review us on iTunes. We'd love to hear your feedback and your support. You can find more relationship tools on our website, HiMomPodcast.com. If you'd like to suggest a topic or share your own story, you can DM us on Instagram at HiMomPodcast or write us through our website. Special thanks to Sienna Ryder for editing our podcast. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you soon.